Here I am. I'm Bub. I'm here with Kandra Canning. And this is my first podcast in an experiment where I am trying to uncover what it means to be passionate and how, how passionate people get to that place. I, I think that there's so many of us young people that follow so many voices and don't really don't really find a passion quickly. I see so many friends graduating college not super passionate about something. And I find myself just trying a bunch of things to, to uncover what I'm passionate about, but it's also difficult to do everything I'd want to do. So I'm starting this podcast to meet with inspiring people that are passionate, that I see to be passionate. And I think I see Kendra as one of those people because she always has a, a sparkle in her eye and is always super excited about what she's working on. And I don't see that in a lot of people. And so I think that's really sparked my, my interest in learning how she's gotten to where she has. And she's also the type of person who is always sending me inspiring links to videos and that kind of thing. So I'm excited to talk with her today. She is a lot of things, and that can be shown on her business card, but it says she is a corporate and culture leadership developer and is infused with adventure and awe. So I'm here with Kandra today. Thank you for joining me. Nice to be here. So I, I guess I see, I see you as a super passionate person in a lot of ways, and I guess one question I'd love to start with is when you were young, uh, be that from five to 20, what, what did you dream of being? What did you dream of doing? Well, when I was in first grade, I drew a picture of being the president of the United States. So I'm a little off of that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little triangle dress and yellow hair behind the, the desk <laughs> yeah. in the White House. And I, I've missed that mark. And what, what were a couple of points that you saw were influential in your, in your development to veer towards what you've become today? Just... As you're talking, I realized um, when I was a young girl at age 13, I lost my eldest brother um, in a car accident. And I think at that moment, I realized how short life is mm. and that you really need to move because you don't know if you have tomorrow. He only lived to 22. And so I think at that moment, I got that now is all you have. My company is called Live Bright Now. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that because I think um, there's urgency to this passion thing. So I think you're really on to something. People waste years navigating, trying to figure it out. And they think it's going to just hit them on the head one day. And I think you have it right. I think that you travel a lot of different roads and you literally listen to your body mm. you know when you have energy and your heart is full and you know when you're it's drudgery right you can actually feel it in your body mm. and so 
We've, as you said, we listen to all these other voices. We listen to our parents, we listen to society, and we don't tap into our body compass that says, I love mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. this is amazing. You know, you see your face light up when people, it's like a Ouija board, they're navigating and then whoop, they get yeah. to it, right? Yeah. And uh, for me, the whole concept, you mentioned adventure and awe, and I laugh because, um, as a kid, I worked with my dad and ran an outdoor leadership school. And I knew in my deepest soul, I knew the power of the outdoors to transform people. And then I went and got a job in advertising mm -hmm. and in sports marketing, it was always some outdoor things. But um, when I heard the science, the neuroscience of awe, and they talked about what it actually does for you, how it connects you more to yourself, and it opens a space for you to connect to other people. You think, how when we all go down and watch the sunset together, right? Mm -hmm. We stand next to each other, and there's this opening that happens. You feel more yourself in your own body, and you feel more connected to the person next to you. And the neuroscience actually proves that that's the case. Your body is producing dopamine at those times. Mm -hmm. You lose track of time, like all this amazing stuff. So yeah. when I heard about awe, I, I was like, oh my God, there's science mm. that is actually legitimizing what I this have known my entire life about it. Intuitively, yeah. Right. And so then it's about having the courage to, to take your deep knowing out into the world and try to market it, right? Or try to to make it into a, uh, a career yeah. or something. Yeah. And so that's the part, and we can talk about that yeah. next, but that was like when the, when the light went on. The urgency of not wasting time mm -hmm. and then tapping into your own body and your own energy level to know when you're on the right track. Yeah, well, let's come back to awe in a, in a little bit, but I'm, I, I, know, I hear when you're talking about that sort of wake-up call, and I feel like I had a wake-up call in, in when I went to Indonesia on my gap year and saw so many different perspectives that it was really this wake-up call, but I was, I was allowed to be in the position to have a wake-up call. How do, you see, how do you see people that don't have a very distinctive wake-up call in in finding this urgency to find a pa their passion and listen to themselves do you have do you where do you see people finding this is it by listening to themselves and how do you learn to listen to yourself more truly yeah it's it's really interesting because society has a lot of messages and so part of it is and you know people's parents can tune them back into themselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, but if you don't happen to have parents like that, you can learn to just be like, what, what, do, what do I want? What feels good to me? Mm -hmm. Do I like science or do I like painting? Mm -hmm. And you know when you're doing it, right? And then taking a step in that direction. We often talk ourselves out of our passion because we think I can never make money out of it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And people have made money at lots of crazy things, yeah. right? With their passions. Yeah. And so it's it's not weighing yourself down so much with that message and allowing yourself to play a little in it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you also have to pay the bills, right? Yeah. So you might yeah. do a, you might work in a restaurant or do whatever you've got to do while you are exploring those other areas. Mm -hmm. And I guess more personally, I I find myself 
in this dilemma of going towards things that I'm, I feel that I love intuitively, but also recognizing what I perceive to see the world needing. And maybe those aren't fully aligned, but I think, I, I guess I try to find a balance of what I love and what the world needs. I, I do too. <laughs> ha, yeah, is that is that what you think is a good way of striving? Well, in... absolutely. And, and actually, it's very interesting to see to study what the world needs. That's mm -hmm. just a whole, it opens a whole new avenue of curiosity. And so I love that, the confluence of those two things. I and mean, that's what finding marketing, you know, finding a market is all about, right? Mm -hmm. What does the world need? Um, and, but there's also, sometimes the world doesn't know what it needs mm -hmm. <laughs> yet. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah, so you invent it and kind of introduce it to the world. Yeah. Nobody knew they needed awe, I can tell you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so from your passion, this is the thing, from your passion, you can start to draw people towards that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, seriously, Tim Ferriss, the world didn't know they needed to study high performing people. He thought yeah, that. Yeah. Right? And his passion brought that to his the place it is. Yeah. Brought it to, right? And so um, I think that it's, it's a constant, it's like an ebb and flow of what the world needs, what I love, what the world needs, what I love, and kind of going along the flow of that mm -hmm. and um, kind of riding the wave of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, who are passionate are passionate for themselves and it doesn't need to be some marketable thing. In fact, when I started talking about, ah, I have a good friend who I do a lot of outdoor stuff with and he's like, well, why would you even think about that and mm -hmm. turn that into a, a commercial yeah. venture? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just like you're, you're sacrificing, you're selling out. And <laughs> it was, it's a big debate. You have to, I think this is the most important thing about in the whole deal is that you really have to have a healthy disrespect for other people's opinion. Hmm. You just mm -hmm. do. And when you're young, that's harder to do. Mm -hmm. And so you have to grow that core. You have to grow the roots of believing in yourself mm -hmm. and believe in trusting your, the audacity of trusting your creativity, you know, trusting the parts of you that light up in the world. And I think the reason why young people are struggling with that is because they don't have that deep root yet. You know, they're building that root and mm -hmm. that core of self-belief. And did you, did you recognize a point when you were able to, to be confident in that, that oh, I'm still working on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I think Oprah's still working on it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Trying to, keep that balance it's it's hard because there's so many voices um and and so much of us trying to fit in and trying to belong and they're really you really need to disregard it in a certain way mm -hmm. you know and I, I think that as, as I've gotten older I've been able to disregard it a little bit more but I also had parents who who encouraged me or maybe they even discouraged me but I I ignored them. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I had parents who let me play. You know, mm -hmm. I started a business when I was 12 and they knew that I was an oddball from the very beginning. Hmm. And, you know, my dad said, well, you need to work this summer. And I was like, well, that's excellent. I'm going to start a company. And, you know, I had employees when I was in, in uh, high school college kids were working for me. And, what were you doing? Oh, I had a window washing company and uh -huh. catering. I did party catering and stuff. And, I wasn't old enough to serve alcohol, so I had to get college kids to uh, serve it. Yeah. And um, 
And so I had all these employees that were older than me. And, you know, I realized then that I could never make enough money just working on my own. I needed to be making money off of other people's work. And mm. so I, that's why I hired people. And I really love training people and um, kind of creating a great culture inside that company. You know, if it was a powder day, I would, I would work and let my employees go skiing or mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense in terms of understanding your your personality and and allowing other people to find their joy while doing good. Yeah. Um, in I guess getting back to awe, how did what what are some pathways that led to this, and what is awe to you? That's a great question. Well, awe is it's so many things. I mean. The, it's actually an emotion and I never realized that like I never thought of it differently from joy joy and awe mm -hmm. but awe has a different quality to it awe actually makes you as they say in the in the research it makes you want to care for things mm -hmm. I mean it, it engenders this caring feeling like you can just be happy mm -hmm. and it doesn't want to make you care for something, is, but awe touches an emotion in you that has you like when you look in the baby's eyes, like you want to, to care for it. Mm -hmm. It's the definition of it is actually that it's being in the presence of this vastness, but it can also be a minute yeah, thing yeah. that, um, that makes your brain kind of juggle around to make sense of it. It actually changes your perception. So your brain looks at this thing and then has to search like how do those amazing colors come out of the sunrise mm -hmm. or the sunset or this tiny little stamen in a flower has so much detail right mm -hmm. or the wings of a of a bee you know it's amazing to and look at those things and your brain is kind of trying to make sense of it and that is the definition of awe okay we're back after a little break so when i i hear you talk about awe it makes me it makes me think about myself and when I feel awe and I feel it it's something I can totally develop like I sometimes I'm just going 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 and it it's a week without like slowing down and seeing some beautiful intricacy of something and sometimes I'm in a place where I'm just like everything is like catching my attention mm -hmm. and so I see it as something that we can develop is that is that what you're hoping to do with awe, or what are you what are you yes. hoping to do with awe? I, I talk about cultivating awe for a richer life, right? Mm -hmm. that if you tap into and and it's a little bit more than just slowing down to smell the roses, right? Mm -hmm. It's this deep appreciation, and there's benefits for your for the chemistry of your body and your brain in doing so. It's the same benefits you get in kind of being curious and. As you look in with that curious mindset, there's good stuff happening in your mm, brain. Mm -hmm. And they say that in cultivating awe as an as an attitude and as a way of living, an adventurous attitude towards life, um, extends your life expectancy by six to ten years. You know, literally cultivating wow. that attitude um, is it. There's health benefits and connection benefits and peace and pause benefits for your brain and body and what did what do you what do you want to do with awe and how how did you recognize this to be important to do something with 
Well, um, as I said, I've done outdoor leadership and watched the benefits of people being outdoors. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that all happens. I mean, the, the chemistry shows, the science shows that you can cultivate that mindset sitting in your living room, mm -hmm. studying your fingernail. I mean, mm -hmm. and really bringing that, that attitude of wonder. Um, and so I love that it's so accessible. It doesn't cost anything. And it has these amazing benefits for people, especially in the corporate world. And I do corporate leadership and, and culture work. And I want to combine outdoor leadership and just cultivating this attitude of awe, even in awe of each other. Mm -hmm. Because I think companies, I call them the grand shrinkiness, because you get into a company, you come in with all these gifts and all these strengths. Mm. And oftentimes then you realize, wow, we need development in this area. So people start telling you, we're going to put you on a development path or wow, you're really not as great as you think you are. And I think that companies can, if, if, you know, in this sort of feedback loop can shrink people down a little bit. And so I call them the grand shrink -adics. You get there with all these gifts and you leave like, wow, I really have a lot of work to mm -hmm. do. And if you bring this, cultivate this attitude of awe, you're looking what's right for what's right in people, what's right and what, what we can work on together. I call that the awe, not the flaw, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to find the awe of the situation. And I mean, I really think that it can work inside corporations. So right now as an organizing principle, we're still working inside companies. Organizations mm -hmm. are the main way people are getting things done in yeah. large numbers, yeah. you know? And so while that's still the case, I think that model might break up here, you know, in the next yeah. decade. Yeah. But while that's still the case, bringing people together and having them experience awe together creates deep connections and builds trust, which allows them to bring their gifts, allows them to bring their creativity and really makes them much more high performing. So I'm taking people outdoors and then having them share the experience, tune into noticing the benefits of, of the awesome experience or of awe. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I had them do yoga on the edge of Lake Tahoe or go yeah. rock climbing or just open their hearts by having that shared experience together. And it really does make them be better at what they're doing. I'm working with scientists mm -hmm. and I want them to be high performing because they're coming up with cures for disease. I'm working with a company that's doing really cool stuff in aeronautics. I, I'm super excited for them to be successful. You know, when people work together on big audacious goals, awe can really help them ease the stress of it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and have a better time at it and bring their creativity forward. And, and you, you mentioning stress in that, in that scenario, but I'm curious, like, because you have a, a busy life to a certain extent, um, what is, is this passion slash purpose of what you found to be awe driving every, driving a lot that is allowing you to do day to day things that might not be as exciting. And do you think that that purpose is allowing you to be passionate and continue, continue to do this? I, I call that it's, it's the, I call it intrinsic motivation. Like when you're pulled towards something mm -hmm. versus when you wake up in the morning and have to go do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that you get this extra energy to get through the hard times, to get through the stress of it. Right. 
when you're pulled towards something that you really like. And infused with passion, um, infused with that intrinsic motivation gives you kind of the added lift in your wings to make that happen. And, you know, when people are on fire doing what they love, you, they're unstoppable, really. And it's so different mm -hmm. than the people whose yeah. feet hit the floor in the morning and they're like, oh my uh, God, I day. can't believe it, another day. <laughs> but, you know, there are people who love the things that are that are intrinsically motivated by the things that I don't love, right? Mm -hmm. So I surround myself with people. My assistant, who she loves all those details, and now I have a partner that I'm doing this outdoor stuff with. She loves bringing an amazing picnic to a top of a mountain someplace because, yeah. and I'm not having to make the sandwiches, yeah. right? And so you, and she loves that. That's her creative outlet. So. You can pull people together that are intrinsically motivated mm -hmm. and and make a team of those people because we all love to do different things, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't do anything I don't love. Yeah. I do a lot yeah. of things I don't love yeah. because, but it becomes on the way to this other thing, right? As opposed to that, as opposed to just being up to or feeling trapped in a job that I really, that doesn't bring out the life in me. Yeah. And thinking for the listeners and myself, how do you, do you have techniques or starting places for cultivating this awe? Yes. It's what you said. It's tuning in, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, I was, I started, when I first started talking about awe, I thought <laughs> adults wouldn't get it at all. And mm. so I brought it to Girl Scouts, these little, these little third grade Girl Scouts, you yeah. know, and I said, talking about awe and they're looking at me like oh you mean awesome and I said oh kind of but awe is a different thing it's an emotion and one little girl goes so it's just kind of like being impressed with stuff right yeah and yeah. I said yeah, yeah. it kind of is <laughs> and, I, and I said how can't be how a girl scout can't be if you were just a little more impressed with stuff and she said it would be so much yeah. more fun yeah. it would be in fact everything would be so much more fun mm -hmm. and I thought well that is the perfect thing it's it's about allowing yourself to slow down. I mean, seriously, to think about all the muscles in your hand to, or, or all the veins in your hand, to slow down and be a little impressed with stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning way to cultivate mm -hmm. awe. The other is to just open up your senses, like really take the time to feel the breeze in your hair, to, have, to feel the sun or the mist on your skin, to, to smell, you know, to open up every sense. And I often just cut my hands behind my ears and the, and the sounds get a lot richer. Mm -hmm. And just a moment of that can really, you can hear the birds that maybe are in the background or you can hear a stream or even if you just hear a far off bus, you know, mm -hmm. it's, your brain is searching. It's doing that. It's, it's, it's making that curious um, stretch and that's where the benefits come in so you can have a daily all practice you know without even adding any time into your you know into your schedule you can just it's just about noticing that sort of presence yeah the present moment yeah I'm I'm interested because you you seem to be a person that's so alive and passionate and inspiring I'm wondering who who you're looking at right now as doing something that's very inspiring to you or who do you see that is successful in being passionate about what they do and that can be a friend or someone everyone knows whoever oh my gosh well um there's such neat research happening in alzheimer's 
now and there's Dr. Dale Bredesen is doing work in that area and I, there's just so much we're at such an amazing time where people have access and resources and I'm inspired by so many people but I think you are um, <laughs> I, I love the, your curiosity I love the way you ask questions and I love the way you listen in and you are so open to really learning and that is you're going to steer yourself <laughs> right to your passion <laughs> I appreciate it thank you so much um we're coming, we're coming down to the end and I'm appreciative of what you've shared with me, shared with us. And is there any, is there any last little points that you would point people towards? You know, um, I learned this game and you probably know this game too. <clears throat> the warmer, colder game, you know, like warmer, warmer, warmer. Yeah. And so you're blindfolded and somebody hides something and then they say warmer, 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 colder, colder, colder. Uh -huh. It's like that. Uh -huh. It's exactly like that. You navigate with your body compass and you think, yeah. God, you know it when you meet somebody that you're really yeah. attracted yeah. to or you really want to know more. You know, those are some people at the party that you just want to spend time yeah. with. You feel your body gets kind of excited and you want to go be near them. You're like, yeah. warmer, warmer, yeah. warmer, warmer. And then there's some people that just feel like a black hole of energy, yeah. like their energy sucks. You know, yeah. you're like, uh, don't make me go near that. <laughs> it's really like that. You're like, and I, I steered myself to every job. I didn't even know there was this thing called event marketing when I first started. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I want to plan things. And it's like, is it a concierge, like a hotel? No, there, there's people who actually put on events. And now that's such a huge thing. You know, there's a triathlon going on outside here. Mm -hmm. Um, but they didn't even have a name for it, you know? And, and the same thing happened when I got into culture. There was no name for it. I just realized when people come together inside a company, there creates a dynamic mm -hmm. and they call it culture. And only now are people really understanding that that was even a thing, mm -hmm. you know? In the last 10 years now, it's getting, it's getting some uh, stature. So the point is that you can steer yourself through warmer, 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 colder, 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 to exactly what makes your heart sing. Mm -hmm. And it's not gonna be what other people's, how other people's hearts sing. Mm -hmm. And to trust that and to know that that is the way you're gonna make your mark in the world. You know, mm -hmm. your unique mark comes from you steering your own body compass to the parts of life that, that, that really make you shine, that really brighten you up. And that's what Live Right Now is all about. Mm -hmm. It is about having the courage to, um, to navigate towards the light mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. I love, I love thinking about that. And it's so, it's so tangible to understand that I'm feeling what I'm feeling, trust what I'm feeling and go with passion and curiosity towards that. Yeah. One last thing is where can people learn more about awe and learn more about how you're, you're doing work in uh, the field of awe? Well, um, I'm continuing to post things um, at Live Right Now, and okay. I'm I'm posting stories about the companies that I'm taking out, and I'm I'm making them film videos and everything on how awe is changing them. Mm -hmm. So that's one place. But the Greater Good Science Center and UC Berkeley is doing a ton of research. Dr. Docker Keltner um, is one of the scientists, uh, or he's a psychologist that's doing this research. And now it's happening at New York University, University of Tel Aviv, all over the place. People are starting to talk about okay. awe. 
Sweet. It's exciting to think about, and I'm excited to see where you go with it and where it where awe goes. I'm writing a book about it. I I have to tell you, I'm really trying to ignore other people's voices as I write that book. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I'm like and trying to stay in my lane of what I know to be true, and it's not easy. It's not a hard. Uh, it's not easy to do that. Yeah. As soon as that book becomes a reality, I'll have to get that and get that out to whoever is interested. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think if young people really learn to trust their inner voice and navigate with that energetic that I just described, you can think of it like going towards the radiance of Mm -hmm. your life, you know, going towards the light. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) if you can do that in that warmer, colder way, you will end up it doesn't even matter where you end up. You'll end up in a place in the light. <laughs> mm, I love it. In the radiance. Yeah. I think that's a great spot to end. I, Beautiful. I really appreciate talking with you, and I think it's been a great start. And thank you so much. Well done. I love that you're doing this, and I hope that um, I hope that something I said today will have somebody have a little bit brighter life. Fantastic. It's Thanks. it's inspired me. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the very first episode of the Bub on Purpose podcast. If you would like to get show notes so that you didn't have to take notes from the learnings I hope you gather during this episode, you can email bubonpurpose at gmail.com and you will get a response with all the show notes from this show. Also, I would love if you guys would send me suggestions in terms of what you did like, what you didn't like, or who you think I should interview next on the podcast. And again, please send that to bubonpurpose at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.